Hello! This is going to be Modern Love 7. Oh, actually, I just think I'm going to go close the window. I'm going to take you with me. Just so that you can have the maximal, maximal clarity of my gorgeous voice, you know? Yeah. So, Modern Love 7. How bibliophiles flirt. I've actually realised, because I've, I've sort of... It takes me a while to find a story that I think... Or to scroll through the whole modern love section because they don't actually publish that frequently. And when they do, there's lots of like smaller stories. There's not a lot of just the like big stories. And even then, I pick through the ones that I think are going to be good. But I've seen this one. This one's quite near the top. I've seen this one a few times. Well, I've seen the fact that it's it, there's a podcast. It was read out by Uzo Aduba. Um, and then you can click the link and then you can find the actual article. But I just like for some reason glossed over it but then I thought why why not it sounds really cute so it's how bibliophiles flirt and the caption is they loved each other but she harboured a shameful secret she had stopped reading books <gasps> and then um the illustration is like two so there's a there's a the main part is a big book and then there's two like people like underneath the book and you can't see them you can just see their legs sticking out underneath and then their hands sticking out holding each other it's very cute. So it's by Carla Marie Rose Deris. During six years of singlehood in my twenties, I became a person I did not know. Before, I had always been a reader. I walked to the library several times a week as a kid and stayed up late into the night reading under my blankets with a flashlight. I checked out so many books and returned them so quickly that a librarian once snapped, don't take home so many books if you're not going to read them all. But I did read them all, I said, unloading them into her arms. I was an English major in college and went on to get a master's in literature. But shortly after the spiral-bound thesis took its place on my shelf next to the degree, I stopped reading. It happened gradually, the way one heals or dies. When I created my OkCupid profile, screen name Miss Bibliophile 52598, I filled out the favourite books section, letting my taste in literature speak for me. 100 Years of Solitude, A Movable Feast, White Teeth, The Namesake, The Known World, The God of Small Things, How to Read the Air. Well, The God of Small Things, that is de- definitely next on my list. Oh, I don't know. I'll read it. But um, I really want to read the... I mean, I've already told you this. I really want to read the one about... I don't really remember what it's called. Is it Katerina Bloom or something? something you know, when you are... Um, she goes back in time as a, like a baby. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't describe it, but you know the one. That's the one that I want to read. But a twinge of panic surged through me when I realised it had been more than two years since I had read most of these titles, and more than five years for some. Despite my track record, I tried to maintain my bookish persona. I joined book clubs on meetup.com that I never attended. I requested the library copo. Library copy. Library copy of Kazuo Ishiguro's Never Let Me Go because everyone else was reading it, only to return it a week late, unread with fines. That's so sad. I still loved the idea of reading. I treasured books in bookstores. Whenever I found one, I would linger between the shelves for hours as if catching up with old friends, picking out volumes I had read and buying new ones I hadn't. When my father's girlfriend gave me a book by Joel, Ols- Joel o- Osteen for Christmas, I returned it for Toni Morrison's A Mercy. I bought a collection of short stories by Dostoevsky, but I didn't read either of them. 
this is quite a mood. I used to read all the time as a kid, but I, I just, like, like, I would just spend my whole time reading. I would, I would walk. Whenever I walked, I would also read. And, like, when I went to school, I would have a book. And I used to read so much. Now I just don't anymore. Don't know why. It's I just I've just lost that like magnetic attraction. It's quite sad. But I, I still want to, I still like the idea, but it, I I get it, I get this woman. David was my first OkCupid date. The first online date of any kind. He was tall and nice, if awkward. I asked him question after question to keep him at ease and the conversation flowing, but also to deflect his attention. Brackets a classic introvert trick. His profile said he liked to read, so I asked him about his last book. His face lit up and his fingers danced. I realised within the first several weeks that David read much more than I did, about a book or two a week. We seemed an unlikely couple. Me, a five foot three black woman born to a Caribbean mother, and him, a five foot four white guy from Ohio. But as we got to know each other, our shared faith and mutual love of books bridged our gaps. The first time David visited my house, we compared libraries. We had we only had four titles in common, two of which were C.S. Lewis collections. David preferred history and non-fiction, whereas I gravitated toward fiction writers of colour and immigrant narratives. Months later, when we began to discuss the possibility of getting married one day, I didn't broach the subject of combining our libraries, not because I feared having to untangle them someday, but because I liked having my own stories to share. On our seventh date, David and I visited the Central Library downtown. I have a game, he said, pulling two pens and pads of sticky notes out of his bag. Let's find books we've read and leave reviews in them for the next person. That's super fun, but also, I, do, do people really, like, like, is reading this much of a, a thing for people? Is that, like, personality? Very interesting. We wandered through the aisles for over an hour. In the end... We sat on the floor among the poetry, and I read him some of Linda Paston's verse. He listened, his head tilted down, chin pressed onto his chest. Then he asked, What is it you like about that one? That spring, as we picnicked outside, I said, If I tell you something, will you not judge me? David paused from listing the titles he planned to read over summer, and raised his eyebrows. I've only read one book this year, I said. I've started three others, but I just haven't finished them. But it's June, he said. I know. One book. I know. But you like books, he said. You like bookstores, you like libraries. Is it, is it a deal breaker? No, but still, read a book. I was painfully aware of the glaring hypocrisy in my life. I defended the virtues of bookstores in the age of online retailing and bought books whenever I got the chance, but I hardly read them. They sat on every surface until my house appeared to wear books the way one wears clothes. They piled up on chairs and draped across sofa arms. That's such a vibe. I think we should definitely have, like, a big, big bookshelf. Like, a big library. Oh, shall we plan what our dream house would look like? Oh, that would be so fun! I mean, like, realistically, like, it probably wouldn't happen exactly the way we plan it. But it would be still so fun to talk about. I definitely think... Well, we would probably need studies, but would we have separate studies? 
with one study. I don't think, I mean, I don't know whether we'd be able to, like, have a massive enough house to have two separate studies. Anyway, in our study that we do have, because we will, we, we will need one study, and I am adamant on having a massive bookshelf, maybe, like, all around every... Maybe the wall is just, like, a bookshelf, you know? That'd be so cool. The Japanese language has a word for this. Sundoku. The act of acquiring books that go unread. The shelves of my bookcase sag in the middle, and not just because it's made of cheap plywood. It's because each shelf holds two rows of books, an inner and an outer. If I want to find a book from college or before, I know to reach back to the inner row. If I want to find a more recent edition, I look along the edge. Surrounding the bookshelf are stacks containing different categories of books. There are books I have read, books I want to read, books I started but did not finish because I did not like them, books I started and loved but could not justify reading given their graphic, sexual or violent content. <laughs> that category contains two books by Philip Roth. Lol. The last time I visited a dollar bookstore, I bought five titles for myself and two for David. His charge to read a book echoed in my head. One afternoon, I picked up one of the dollar hardbacks I bought solely for its poetic title. I had a hard time getting into it. The narrator was supposed to be an old man, but sounded more like what a young, man, young woman thought an old man might sound like. Whenever I was tempted to give up on it, I thought of David. He had just started reading Infinite Jest. I pushed through the first two chapters and discovered a new narrator in the third. I loved the alternating points of view. I carried the book to work and read at lunch. I read on my walk home, occasionally lifting my eyes to make sure I avoided strangers and uneven concrete. That's a mood. I felt smug that while most of my millennial, millennial peers also walked with their heads down, eyes hovering just above their palms, I was not merely scrolling through Instagram. I was reading. Reading a book. How's your day? He texted. Good. A little tired. I replied. I stayed up late reading and finished my book. I tried to slip it in casually, but I was proud of myself. The last time I pulled an all-nighter to read, was I was 12 and the book was Little Women. This is so you. <laughs> it was not a competition, but there was a push. I felt him pushing to be more of the person I used to be and more of who I wanted to be. Whenever he turned to discussing his current non-fiction book about the rise of Silicon Valley or environmental philosophers, I would tell him of fiction, of men who left their countries by hiding in boxes only to climb out and turn into birds. I would remind him that sometimes the only way to explain the world we live in is to make it all up. I asked David once what he liked about me. He paused, then said, You make me less cynical. I see the world as a more wonder-filled place with you. A little over a year after our date, after our date at the library, David suggested we visit again. As we walked along the shelves, he asked if I remembered the game we played on our first visit, when we put post-it note reviews in our favourite books. He pulled a book from... Oh my god, sorry, I just read ahead. He pulled a book from the shelf, dropped to one knee and opened it. Inside, his post-it read, Carla, it has always been you. Will you marry me? His proposal had rested between the pages of the rebel princess for over a year. Yes, I said, I'll marry you. Oh, that's so romantic. We embraced in the middle of the fiction aisle, surrounded by other people's stories and about to begin our own. The end. Oh, I'm grinning. I'm grinning. 
That's so good. Oh, imagine having the foresight. Imagine also knowing that your proposal is sitting in that book for you. Oh my goodness. Oh, I've got goosebumps again. Why do I keep getting goosebumps about like other people's love stories? I think I am a hopeless romantic. I think I just am. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wow. Oh, that was so cute. Oh. I hope you like that. And I, I am I am reading. Slowly. I'm getting back into reading. I just I don't know. Something's changed and it's not it's just not as easy for me as it used to be. It's not as instinctual to me as it used to be. I used to read entire like series of ten books in like a few weeks. Hmm. I'll slowly get into it. I'll definitely make my way through your list. Just because I want to I want to read the things that you like. And that you think I'll like. Um Fahrenheit four five one is actually going quite so I don't know I don't know how much I'm into it. Although again, I don't think I've given it enough of a chance. I think I just need to persevere until I hit that. It's like when you're like climbing a roller coaster and like the first bit up is just slow and you have to keep going and then once you hit the top and then you just get carried down. So I think I'm yet to hit that moment. I really, really like Slaughterhouse Five. So yeah, that should take me hopefully not a long time to finish. And then I'll I'll, I'll definitely make my through, way through Fahrenheit 451. And then I'll move on to... I've just realised that um, <laughs> it's not Ava Brown. Ava Brown was um, Hitler's woman. What's the book called? Um, oh, it's, oh it's, um, it's Life After Life. That's one. Yeah. Yes, I think that's going to be my next purchase. But yeah, I love you. <laughs> that's what I've got to say. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope you have a lovely sleep. I hope you have your lovely seven hours of sleep. And I can't wait to get my <laughs> eight or nine closer to eight and yeah I'll talk to you very very soon good night my baby sleep well dream of me and our bookshelf I love you